you're from a, a poor family, mm -hmm. but you were able to do drugs. Now, how does that work? We stole a lot. Oh, okay. We didn't you know, talk about this. We were very, very poor, and now, you know, we're wealthy. You know, <laughs> how old are you, darling? 23. I used to see jalopies parked all out there, but now I walk out there, and I see brand new cars. I walk out there, and I have members that have homes. I will not stop, will not be fully satisfied until I look around and see the body of Christ, the disciples, rise up and experience super abundant in your life. Welcome to Miracles Today, and I've got a very nice young man as my guest today, Brandon. Thank you for joining me on Miracles Today. Yep. And I want to go right back to um, your parents divorced. Tell mm -hmm. me about that. Um, they divorced when I was younger. Uh, How old were you, sweetheart? Uh, oof, I don't know. Young, maybe five, something like that. Real young. Yeah, yeah. they didn't get along with a lot of problems and stuff. and. Um, and you were yeah. from a, like a really, um, you, you said you were from a really poor family? Yeah, yeah. We what is really, really poor? Um, just like the poorest kids in our school, kind of, you know. I mean, it was just, you know, we didn't really have any clothes, you know, couple, you know, two pairs of pants, two shirts, you know, and it's always the real poor kid in class. I think our town was a little richer, so like it emphasized it too, you know. So, so how does that make you feel? Um, fine now. <laughs> back then back it was then. yeah back then it, it was rough going to school because you always had the real you know beat up clothes and never looked good you know so did your mom get remarried or yep just recently uh, about four or five years ago oh so it wasn't when you were uh, growing up no she didn't get remarried till I think I was maybe 15 or 16 so no like dad that. no well my dad I always saw him on the weekends oh okay yeah so you yeah. still had a relationship with your, your your father? Yeah, yeah. But you live with mom? Yeah. And tell me about the drug thing. Um, well, maybe 12 or 13, mm -hmm. started getting into, you know, smoking weed and stuff, and then... Was there, your friends were into that, or was the area yeah, you were in? Did you have to it seek like, it out, or did it come no, to you? No, it was the poor, it was really, it was the poor kids in the school. We weren't like the yuppies, kind of, you know, we were just the... Uh, Hoodlums, you know, whatever you want to call them. Why does poor? Why is poor syno synonymous with crime? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, is that crazy? Yeah, it just it stinks. But I guess you know. So the drugs came to you. Yep, yep. Friends were doing it, so then we'd you know start smoking weed, and then you know it escalated, and it's turned into every drug pretty much that we could get our hands on, and um, you know just went downhill. Now let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. uh, you're from a, a poor family, mm -hmm. but you were able to do drugs. Now, uh, how does that work? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'd steal. We, did, we stole a lot. Oh, okay. We didn't you know. talk about this. One. And then we were, I was a real good uh, shyster hustler. You know, I'd kind of get a couple other kids to give me 10 bucks, you give me 10 bucks, and then I'd take five, and, you know, then I'd give them a little, give him a little, and I'd keep the rest. So you're know, actually a businessman. Yeah, I, I, I <laughs> when you connect were young. the middleman. So yeah. 
And then at uh, at fourteen, you met your your wife. Yeah. Actually, who became your wife later. Yeah. And yeah. Um, at fourteen. Yeah. It's very young. Yeah, it is very young. Yeah, we just started dating and stuff, and then in sixteen was when she got pregnant. So then dropped out of school, you know. And, and you weren't married. No. But you stayed with her. Yeah, off and on. Yeah, mostly on, but a lot of bumps along the way. And and your your wife was unfaithful to you. Talk to me about that. Um. Well, she wasn't my wife. Well, then, oh, well, but, that's right. That's right. She but, was uh, the yeah. mother of your child. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, we had a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of trouble on both sides. Was, you know, I mean, we're getting fights. She thinks she could beat me up. You know, and try and beat me up and. You know, we had all kinds, of, you know, she'd sl she used to sleep with, would get in a fight, and then she'd go and end up sleeping with one of my best friends. Mm. So, but, mm. you know. So what did you do about that? Um, back then it was tough, but uh, now I don't even really, doesn't, I mean, I don't even know really anymore. You know, it's kind of like it didn't even happen. Yeah, you know. and that's because of I am I. So when did you um, when did you meet Doctor Arfouche? Talk to me about that. Um, I, uh, I ran into one of my cousins at I was at lunch on work, and I sat with him and talked to him, and uh, that was when he got into kind of he was telling me about God and stuff, and uh, and I was kind of telling him like I mean my my thing was I never knew how you knew God was real. You know, so I never really. I think that's a great question. That, yeah. How do you know God's real? Yeah, and yeah. I was kind of hit him with the same question I'd always hit people with, and he told me he knew God. He was like, just like I'm sitting here talking to you right now. He's like, I talk to God. I can hear God, and that tripped me out. You know, I was like, so that's really how you knew God was real. So you wanted you know to him. hear him. Yeah, once I knew that, I was like, so that's how you really know God's real. And then he told me about doc and stuff and told me about the church and I was, lived in Massachusetts at the time and I came down and visited and I heard doc preach and um, once I, I heard doc preach I knew he knew God and I knew he knew how to hear the voice of God so I just made up my mind I'm going there I'm moving there and I'm gonna sit there until I can hear God like that and I know God like he does I'm gonna sit there and listen to him preach until I know God and then I'll just do whatever God wants me to Welcome back to Miracles Today, and we're with Brandon. And Brandon, before we left, we were into some amazing stuff. But you came mm -hmm. to International Miracle Institute at 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And you came with a, a young woman who you'd had a child with, mm -hmm. and you brought her with you, mm -hmm. right? Because <laughs> you wanted to hear God. Yep. Now tell me about what IMI has done for your life. Oh. Well, actually, let me change that. <laughs> tell the viewing audience what IMI has done for your life. Um, wow. Well... Uh, what hasn't it done really? Um, it's changed my life completely. I mean, went from poor to rich, went from sad now, to Now, what does happy. that mean, poor to rich? Grew up very, very poor, and now, you know, we're wealthy. You know, <laughs> how old are you, darling? 23. 23, and, you're, yeah. and, and how are you wealthy? You're own a, well, we own a business and uh -huh. have a lot of employees and stuff. How many employees do you have? Um, around 20, a little okay, over 20. Okay, 20 employees at 23 yeah. years old. I yeah. think that's a phenomenon. Yeah, 
Yeah. And you hear God. From there. Yeah. <laughs> it's growing. It's yeah. growing. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead and say what you were talking about. Um, yeah, what has I, I done for me? It's just changed my life completely. Um, nothing's the same. Uh, I know God. I can hear God. That's the biggest thing. I mean, to have a relationship with God is by fire, you know what I mean? That's just everything right there to actually know God. Um, that's probably the biggest thing I has given to me is, you know, a relationship with God. And I think the most incredible thing, because because God gives us the desires of our heart. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you were brought up a poor kid. Mm -hmm. And now you're a 23-year-old business entrepreneur, mm -hmm. right? Yep. And you went through some really radical ups and downs. Yep. And you married that gorgeous young lady. Yep. And now you got three babies. Yep. It's just, mm -hmm. I mean, it's like a happy ending. Yeah. But really new beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and where are you going to go from here? Wow. Uh, we're going through the roof, man. We're on our way to be multimillionaires. That's, where we're go that's our call for right now, and that's full steam. You know, that's right where we're going. So That's amazing. Well, listen, I want to go to God's profit of performance because he believes in, mm -hmm. you know, the performance of God. When God told you you're going to be a multimillionaire and go into business, God's hand is on it, right? Yeah. So we're going to go hear him teach and preach about performance. Mm -hmm. Let's do that right now. Okay. Okay. Great. Really, really, really. It says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It's like the precious ointment upon the head. Now, this is the anointing oil. And um, the precious ointment on the head that ran down the beard, Aaron's beard, and went down the skirts of his garments, is the anointing oil that God gave the description or the ingredients for. Told the children of Israel how to make it, the priests, how to make it by measure, choosing out specific oils and spices that were very, very valuable, and told them how to make it and only pour it on the head of those that He has chosen to give us a type and a shadow of the holy anointing that you can't manufacture, you can't fake, and only comes from above. But it was made of very valuable and very precious spices and oils. And he says, this is what the unity or the corporate agreement of the body of believers is like. It is like this valuable, God-sent endowment of favor that is placed on the head of the priesthood. Now, you have to remember, the priest's office resulted in the blessing of the people. What he did inside the altar, what he did once a year, what he did daily, whatever he did, translated to the blessing of the people. And when that priest was right with God and right with the anointing and the office that God has put on him, it translated to the blessing of the people. So God said, here's unity translates to the blessing of every part that's united with what is being declared. Criticism, are you here? And unbelief and hesitation disconnects you
from the blessing of the proclamation that God is declaring to you. Vision always brings provision. But the word always challenges us to act. When we are action oriented, we will become a result inclined. Amen. 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 See, you have to cast the net in at his what? Word. Doesn't matter how many times you've cast in the net. When you cast in the net at his word, then you get his results. You can think about casting the net. That won't fill it. So he said, this unity of the brethren is like this oil. Watch what this oil does. It comes down the head. It's precious. It goes down the beard. It's precious. But it goes down the garments. In other words, the corporate body. The whole priesthood. You're a king and a priest tonight. Then it says, as the dew of Hermon and the dew that descends upon the mountains of Zion. That's, the, that's favor. That's blessing. That's refreshing. That's supply for things to bud and to flourish and to grow whenever there's dew, whenever there's rain, whenever heaven is open, dryness and death leaves and life springs forth. Are you here? Are you listening to me? When people, when we send uh, uh, rockets into uh, the uh, outer space, we send uh, probes out there and we have... We have all kinds of ways to try to search for life on other planets. We're not just looking for beings. We're looking for the sign of life that is manifested in either water form or some kind of something that grows. Are you, because wherever there is a heaven, there's something growing. So he says, the mountains of Zion for the... For there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life forevermore. Or that's where the Lord constituted or enjoined or appointed or charged the benediction of prosperity. Did you hear me? That's where the Lord enjoined, constituted, commanded. Or proclaimed the benediction of prosperity. Where? At that place that resembles Zion. At that place that is Zion. At that place where there is unity. At that place where brethren are in agreement. At that place where there is action. Do you think that one offering. Offered by many hearts. But given to God as one heart. Can release a supernatural blessing. That will in turn cause God. To shower every heart. With a return that will treat every heart. With the same experience as if they were one heart. It's not going to stop on the head. It's not going to stop on the beard. It's not going to stop on the shoulders. You won't have to wonder what the preacher is driving. The day, are you listening to At least not this preacher. I, I am not looking for what God is going to do in my life. 
You know what my joy is going to be? It's, and it's already happening. I used to walk out to our parking lot and I used to see jalopies parked all out there. But now I walk out there and I see brand new cars. I walk out there and I have members that have homes. I will not stop, will not be fully satisfied until I look around and see the body of Christ, the disciples rise up and experience super abundant in your life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So I want you to sit down, close your eyes if you will. That's not my word for tonight. Just close your eyes for a minute and pray in the Spirit softly. Those of you who don't have your heavenly language yet, don't be intimidated. We're not giving a message in tongues so it doesn't need to be interpreted but I am going to pray in English Father we love you and we thank you we thank you today that we live in a wealthy nation we thank you today that even in the middle of uh, contrary things that have happened uh, erratic weather reports erratic weather uh, uh, patterns that have damaged and hurt and, 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 and brought many people to destitution. That we live in a nation where the government, we live in a nation where, 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 where uh, uh, the people are experiencing your blessing. But Father, we ask you to help the church, the body of Christ, that we would step into the riches and the wealth of God so that it will not only be the uh, responsibility of uh, this government to bless uh, the, the people or to bless other nations of the world. But the body of Christ will be able to. And Lord will be able to harvest this last harvest of souls together. We will do it together. And uh, as a corporate net of believers. We'll take the limits off of you. We will see you. We will see you bless us like we have never known it. We'll see those who are new come to accelerated performance. I pray right now for everybody here. First of all, those that need a position, a job, contracts, release those things. Those who have businesses, let, let, let these businesses just, just with no sorrow expand and enlarge and be enhanced and, and, and Lord uh, everyone that works together with your body everywhere around the world tonight watching us Lord everyone that names your name help us to come into the place where we have more than enough Lord we are willing but we want to also be obedient I'm so happy to be here with Dr. Christian Harfouche. Hi, <laughs> Christian. Hi, Robin. I was um, reflecting back on today's program, and I, I just fell in love with that young man today. And he was born into abject poverty. Yes. And today, you know, he's in his early 20s, and he is prospered. I mean, beyond his his wildest dreams. He's got a, a thriving business with over 20 employees, and he said it's just growing and growing and growing. 23 years old. Isn't that amazing? Just because of what he learned 
an International Miracle Institute? Well, you know, it's a dichotomy and also a, a very inspirational source of study for me from years ago when I understood that God is a God of abundance and that heaven is a wonderful, wealthy place. Well, the wealthiest wealth of heaven, if you can use the terminology, is God and His glory. Yes. Everything else that He creates, uh, the streets of gold, the gates of pearl, the walls of jasper, they're secondary in their value as wealth to the wealth of God's presence. Then when I began to delve into the subject of uh, God's uh, a prosperity uh, of His servant, the Word of God said, Let them shout for joy and be exceeding glad that favor my righteous cause. Let them continually say, Let the Lord be magnified that has pleasure in the prosperity of His servant. He doesn't only desire to prosper us, He has pleasure in our prosperity. The Word of God said, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And then Jesus Himself told us that if we seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, all of these things, referring to the things that the nations of the world, the Gentiles or people without a covenant, seek after. And you and I as children of God have a divine promise that is um, a covenant from God that if we would put God first and learn what His Word says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Spiritually, people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge about salvation. Physically, people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge about healing and divine health. Financially, people are destroyed and bankrupt for a lack of knowledge about God's readiness to prosper them. Uh, the Bible said the love of money is the root of all evil. Yes. The Bible said the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So when we fear the Lord, reverence Him, we step into wisdom. When we step into wisdom, we step into a dimension that Solomon operated in. And when Solomon was granted the gift of wisdom, he became the wealthiest king Israel ever knew. And God is a God of abundance. Um, I'm not amazed. I'm very excited that at 23 years old, someone can become an entrepreneur with a, a strong business and also a growing business. But the most thrilling thing is not that the material things are available to him. It's that he can manage and handle those things with faithfulness, uh, giving into ministries, paying his tithe, partnering with God, supporting the mission field, and not allow his prosperity to ruin him. The Bible said the prosperity of the fool destroys them. And if you're listening to me today, I want you to know that God's, actually, his greatest miracle is your salvation. If you're saved, you've got the greatest miracle. You've got the greatest wealth. If you're not um, born again, you just ask Jesus into your heart and that'll happen to you. Um, another wealth, another level of prosperity is the physical prosperity of healing and divine health. And another level of prosperity is the prosperity that you experience when God brings into your life more than what you need so that you can always have a surplus. Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. This is why I tell people, 
You cannot afford not to get IMI. Sometimes people say, can I afford to get IMI? I say, you cannot afford not to get it because by getting that treasure, you're getting the wealth of revelation that will increase and prosper your life on every dimension. Yes, and you know, um, a lot of times business people say, well, I'm not a preacher, you know, why do I need Bible school? Yes. You know, and you're listening right now and you're a business person and you're saying, well, why do I need Bible school? Well, the biblical principles that prospered the patriarch Solomon and Abraham, and, and you look at the, the, the unsurpassed wealth of those, of those gentlemen because they believed the word of the covenant of Almighty God. As a business person, you need International Miracle Institute. So you need to pick up the phone right now and make that part of your business strategy, your arsenal, to learn the wisdom of God. Become one of the 400,000 miracle workers and stay tuned with us and watch again next time for more happy endings and new beginnings.